Hi, and welcome to the 15th episode of Breaking Free Podcast, a body-mind-spirit approach to mental health. I'm your host, Summer Sites. It's wonderful to be back with you. It's been almost a month, and here we are towards the end of October. I hope everyone is having a, a good time. I love the fall season. It is actually my favorite time of year. I love how Earth puts on its kind of final show, and just a fun fact that I my favorite color is yellow, and, and I also kind of like orange. They just are the colors of joy to me, and so it's just fun to see Earth um, showing that beautiful color. I hope you're getting out there and enjoying that and creating connection with the beautiful Earth that is here for you. I think there's something very healing about nature, and at least there is for me, and I hope that you, in the midst of all the, the intentional work you're doing to grow and heal, that you will also uh, see the gifts that are around you, that you'll create connection with that. And that brings me to this topic today about creating connection. I've been thinking a while about what I'd like to share with you. I kind of wait until a message emerges. And today I was really thinking about the ways, you know, I sometimes I go backwards on a topic, uh, the ways that we disconnect, the way that the strategies of disconnection that we all have. I think that when we get injured, I, I know that when we get injured, research will show this as well, that we have ways that we disconnect from our true and authentic self. I don't believe that they were necessarily born lost. You know, I think there's many different thoughts on that, but I believe that we come um, more intact. I think when you spend time with little children who have had very little trauma, who have had nurturing, safe environments to be raised in, you see that. You see this deep connection that they have to themselves. They are aware of uh, their gifts. They They have easy ability to forgive. There's just a wonder and a connection with each other planet earth that they they have and then some things happen right we have like painful experiences none of us escape this i think this is somewhat intentional in the learning growing process uh, i have beliefs on that as well but i think that we we run into these painful experiences i don't think anyone in the sound of this voice has perfect attachment figures i'm not a perfect parent I wasn't raised by perfect parents. And I think now that I am a parent, I realize, you know, how pretty much impossible that is to be anyway. Um, there's two beliefs though that I hold strongly that I want to share with you about this. All parents do the best they can under the, the circumstances at the time. I think when we know better, I believe in what Maya Angelou says about this, when we know better, we do better. So if you're a parent and you're you're listening to this today and you're like, I'm messing up my kids, I'm stealing their true selves, know that that's something that we all do. And I'll talk to you about the recovery of true self and how important that is in the process of becoming um, too. And none of us, you know, had fully enlightened and totally, um, you know, complete parents either, right? It's not the parents uh, that we seek to blame in this process because they're not fully enlightened and they, we, we will have these gaps, right? We have gaps in ourselves, things that need to be soothed, nurtured, cared for, affirmed. These gaps may be subtle for us, um, you know, and some of them may be pretty obvious and blatant. You know, some of you may just had like a tired mother. She was anxious, you know, simply couldn't connect with her baby uh, because she was, you know, physically ill. Or they can be dramatic, you know, like a raging um, you know, angry, abusive parent that frightened that child. So we we had these experiences, all of us, you know, with either our family systems or our peers as we went along and they created some disconnection. I guess disconnection from true self. And I call these, these disconnection parts. Um, 
this, if you study internal family systems theory, which is a really, uh, I think a really powerful way of looking at trauma, you see that we have these parts, these parts of us that come up as protectors. You have parts like anxiety, shutdown, um, sometimes pride. Some of us work from like our ego mind and we only see things through our logic. We, we turn off our ability to feel and connect. Um, if I don't have evidence, then I will not be able to, you know, receive uh, because we, that feel part got so injured, right? We felt deeply. I find that people who were deeply intuitive, deeply feeling when that gets injured, you know, often go behind that wall of, of don't feel, you know, don't talk, don't connect. Um, and that's really sad because it's so foreign from their true, their true nature. Um, we also have uh, ways that we numb out, right? It, I, numbness can be that. You know, when I see clients that have had deep trauma, they, what I call hypo dysregulator, they, they go away, right? And so you'll ask them to go inside and kind of be aware of what's going on and they got nothing. You know, there's just nothing. Um, they have this ability to, to really just not connect. Some of you may have parts of your body that you're just really unaware of, or maybe your whole body. You have a hard time connecting with your body because our bodies do keep score. And if we've had a lot of injury, we really learn to operate outside of that, to not have much connection with our body or not have much um, desire to be aware. One of the things that Besser van der Kolk says, he's kind of the head researcher of um, trauma work in the U.S. right now at the Boston Trauma Institute. And I'm, Besser wrote the book, The Body Keeps Score, if you're more interested in learning about trauma. But he says, you know what heals trauma? Introception heals trauma. So we're going to talk about that today. What is introception? Kind of an interesting word, yeah? Introception is the ability to go inside and be aware of your body, to be connected to uh, your thoughts, feelings, emotion, and have awareness of them. Why would this heal our trauma? It's an interesting thought, right? Well, I think it here's our, here's our trauma for this. Let me read to you my definition of introception. And this is actually found on wholewomenlink.com. If you look up, I have a an article. So you can look this article up called Forgiveness. Um, it was about a year ago. It's, it's Forgiveness, Integrate Your Story and Heal, I believe is the title. But it's definitely forgiveness and it has the word integration if you look that up under my name. But integration, this is the fancy way of saying that we need to bring what is in our unconscious awareness into our conscious awareness. As we start to be able to name our feelings and experiences, we are prepped to tame the emotions that so often overwhelm us. These feelings include things such as distrust, pain, and protection of often stems from being injured, right? So this is from this, I quoted myself, <laughs> which is funny, but this is how, what I wrote about recently. And I really, really believe that's true, right? We have these these things that these feelings and emotions and experiences and because they were so overwhelming at the time they were recorded on the brain we have a way of shutting them down some of you may have absolute years and gaps that you don't remember and if we want to really heal we have to integrate this if you think about it there should be like a continuous story you know, these were the positives and the negatives of my upbringing, the strengths and the weaknesses. And I have a continuing story of how I learned and grew all the way to the current time. And many of us miss that. We don't have that. Well, when we miss these parts, it's like living in a house with covered windows. We don't fully know ourselves. We don't fully know our story. It's not actually having trauma or having difficult experiences that creates the disconnect from ourselves. It's the lack of processing of them. 
It's the inability to make sense of them. Some of you have experiences that were so difficult that there's no making sense. There's no why. There's no reasoning around it. There's no making that okay. And because of that, you just shove it in a box in your closet, don't open, and it gathers cobwebs. And it's taking up space in you um, and that needs to be released, needs to be opened up, right? So the way we create space is to be what I call feel felt. That is key to healing. We want to feel felt. Sometimes all I do with people in trauma is just really heal their, hear their story, but I have to hear it in a specific way. So I want to say this to you. Some of you will be seeking, maybe you'll hear this podcast and you'll seek uh, maybe to get help. We can't often feel felt of ourselves, right? We need someone else to feel felt. We can feel felt of ourselves, and we'll talk about that. Actually, that's the most powerful thing is to be guided to do that within ourselves. Because remember, introception, right? It's an inside job to heal. But we may need at first someone to help us learn how to do that, right? Help guide us through that process. And I want to make sure this is really clear. There's nothing therapeutic about reliving a trauma. Let me say that one more time. There's nothing therapeutic about reliving a trauma. When I was a new new therapist, before I did a lot of you know specific trainings around trauma and gained further education, I did that. I would, you know, I would it be really safe and empathic, but I'd let people talk about you know their deep trauma experience, and you'd see them dysregulate and and reenact the ways that they disconnect. They might disassociate. They might get very anxious or panicky. And that was just reconfirming the trauma in their body mind and wasn't really very helpful. Sometimes we would come to some great insights and that would help them consolidate some. Um, but I do feel like generally, and research would show that's not very helpful. And because, you know, sometimes new therapists, when they graduate from graduate school, we don't have that training yet. We don't know if you are a therapist listening, learn it, learn how to do this with people so you don't create injury. Um, but one of the things that we I've learned now is how important it is to start with some basic skills. You know, the client needs to learn how to get in a safe muscle body. They need to learn how to connect with their breath. They need to learn how to go inside and stay safe in their body in a way so they can talk about the story now from a place of, you know, peace and, and, and power over it, maybe a little psychological distance. Um, there's lots of different ways to approach our trauma. Maybe you journal about it or you you do a piece of artwork around it. There's ways to create psychological distance, we call it, where it's not you know, us reliving it in our mind. Because if you're traumatized, and I know this will resonate with some of you, it's always present, right? In the moment that something comes up, like a smell or a sound, it's right here, right now in front of you. It's present for you, right? And so we're needing to find ways to help you create a little bit of distance so that you can process it from afar so that you can kind of look above it and not be in it and have the healing that you need. And one of the ways we do this is just having what I call um, radical acceptance, right? We need to really accept these broken pieces. Some of you may be big fans of Brene Brown like I am, and Brene Brown has a beautiful piece of work. Um, I think you can find it on her Courage Works uh, site, uh, I know she does it for therapists. I have to see if it's access to the general public, but she has something called shame shields. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about them today. These are three standard strategies that we all use to disconnect from ourselves. See if you hear yourself in this. Number one, moving away. This is when we withdraw, hide, silence ourselves and keep secrets, 
right? This is the way we disconnect from that going inside and healing piece. So we silence ourselves. We don't talk about it. We pretend like it never happened, right? We silence ourselves. This is moving away. Another way we disconnect is by moving toward seeking to appease others. This is the classic pleaser personality, the rescuer, right? It's all about everybody else's pain and all the things that they need. And that keeps us distracted and unfocused on our own issues. These people are often the greatest servers in the world. I, I've had to talk to people who like are in church communities about this, where they're like, oh, but this is my greatest servant in my community. This person is so willing to help and do anything when anybody asks. And there's just a lot of validation for this type of personality. And I'll have to say, you need to stop asking. This person doesn't have the ability to say no. And her ability, her saying yes and her service isn't coming from a place of health, right? It's She's running from her own thing. She's not healthy. She's not having boundaries or he is not having boundaries. And so they're, they're making themselves ill, always, always doing for others and never really going inside and realizing there's some things they also need to attend to. So sometimes we move toward. And another one is to move against. This is your classic kind of bullying personality, right? The person that's always got to be in control and in charge. They're trying to gain power over the others. They're aggressive. They use shame to fight shame. So their shame will come up. And then be, instead of dealing with, hey, what's going on for me? Where is this coming from? You know, it's your fault. It's someone else's fault. You know, they be, or they become aggressive and act out towards others as a way of, you know, taking their pain and kind of putting it on somebody else. So all of us really, I, I find that when I do this work with people, can find that they flip between those three. And they've probably done all of them in their life. Um, but there's one that maybe they do predominantly. The first step to healing this is to become aware so hopefully this awareness is coming in this podcast today. You know, which one do you do? Be curious about it. Non-judgmental. Remember that radical acceptance. It's really okay that you move away or move toward or move against. Just be curious about what's underneath that for you, you know? Be, when you did that, when you became bully, what, what was the first feeling that you had? What was that thought? You're going to want to get kind of underneath that and do what I call um, uh feeling towards your wounds. Let me talk about this. Remember that this protector, this shutdown, this anxiety, these numbness, this these parts, hypervigilance, these are all these kind of protective parts. They're benevolent towards you. They're trying to help that wounded child version of you uh, manage their pain, right? So the first thing we want to do is find the part. We want to just focus on it. We want to feel toward it, not away, not run away and disconnect, but feel toward it. Befriend it. Discover its fear. You know, what's its job? What's it doing for you? How is it helping you manage? What's it, what are you afraid of, right? What happened for you? Um, you need to get permission kind of, so to speak, from this part to really hear the wound. You know, I know that I often will talk to the wounded part. I'll be like, I know that, you know, you're trying to help me by shutting me down or numbing me out. Um, and I appreciate that, you know, and then the situations like I needed some strategy to survive, but now I, I really think I can be there for this wounded part of me. I really think I can hear it. I can be here and understand and care about this wound in a way that maybe wasn't given to me as a child. And I, I need, I'm wanting that permission to see if I can help. You know, can you step back and, and let me access this wound in me, right? You kind of want to ask yourself, how old do I feel? You know, how old is this child version of me that was injured? When you start to act out or shut down, you, felt, you usually feel younger, right? It's because it was stored on your mind at a certain age and stage. And honestly, in those moments, you're acting from that age and stage. Remember that this part 
you know, is kind of in charge in you, right? It's the boss. So you do, you want its permission. Um, and I, these are some questions you can ask. So I would often say, um, you know, I get why you do this part. You know, what if you didn't need to do it anymore? What if now I can, the child can get what it needs and this overwhelm can be relieved, right? So let's talk really quickly about overwhelm because that's exactly what happens for all of us when we get wounded. Sometimes the overwhelm is so quick though and we move so quickly into these strategies of disconnection I just mentioned of moving away, moving toward and moving against. It's so quick we don't even know uh, that's happening. I like to think about the story or the movie, if you've seen it, um, Inside Out. I love Inside Out because it's a really great ex example of what I'm talking about, right? You've got all these parts managing this little girl who's had a, a serious overwhelm, right? They've had a move and she's lost some things that are really important to her. And, and the movie shows it, right? You have a little happy girl living her life and then these series of events happen and she loses herself and she has to find herself. And what does she do to find herself? She has to embrace her sadness. Remember this movie? If you haven't watched it, go ahead and take a watch with your kid and realize that it's your it's your healing process. This movie really speaks well of the healing process. We want it to be happiness, right? We want it to be something else. And happiness in this particular movie keeps getting in the way of her going towards her pain. But until she embraces her pain and, and loves on it, she's not able to heal. And that's how it is for most of us. 90% of the input that comes to us is from our internal self, right? We are we scan for examples to prove our beliefs. So you guys think that you're seeing the world as it is, but you're not. You're seeing it as you are, right? You're scanning. These parts live in your mind, in your neural networks, kind of like this, and they're literally shaping the way you view and interact with the world. So it's so important that we create this awareness because people can go their whole lives looking for evidence that people are unsafe. They can go their whole lives acting from a wounded part and not actually in their true self. And so what we want to do is create moments of interception, right? These are internally focused therapies like breath work, meditation, yoga. What is your stillness practice? Do you know how to get still and go inside you know, and relieve your, um, you know, you'll relieve your pain in some way, let yourself connect with it and heal it. Um, it's really like when you don't do these types of things, right? When you just live in those disconnected parts all the time, it's like trying to manage your world with 10% of 90% of your problems with 10% of your capacity, right? Because 90% of it's inside. We want to have therapies that get deeper down into the core, right? More body, mind, spirit, oriented therapies. And again, that's the purpose of both wholewomenlink.com and this podcast is to help people understand that that is necessary. Again, I did talk therapy for years with my clients, but I wasn't getting very deep. It was like I was accessing 10% of them to deal with 90% of their problems. So we want to go deeper, deeper into this place. And again, it's inside the body. Um, it's inside the subconscious. So they're going to have methods of getting into the body mind and the subconscious mind particularly. All right, lastly, I want to talk to you about the ways you go away, because if you have some skills here, you're going to be able to do this better. And I think we'll have to continue developing the skills in this podcast, but we have two ways that we go away. One of them is called um, we hypo-dysregulate or we hyper-dysregulate. And I want you to think about which one you do, and you may do both, but hyper-dysregulation is that high emotion, high sensation anxiety kind of response. It's shutting down the thinking brain. Have you ever noticed when you get really 
you know, really anxious. It's like you can't think, you know, you get really, you can't put anything into words. In this case, what I, you need what I call a top-down approach, right? You need to start with creating perspective uh, structure. You're going to kind of try to make sense of your feelings. Maybe you journal about them or you just have someone empathic and safe hear you until you can kind of make sense of what you're feeling. An anxious person often can use, use just someone really safe to talk to, um, just to hear them and, and slow down with them. Remember, though, if you're that person that's helping that person or yourself, that asking a lot of why questions or trying to give a lot of instruction, um, a lot of solving the problem is not helpful. In fact, it's not going to be helpful for either of these. I find that spouses always run into this when they're uh, with you, particularly my husbands run into this with their wives a lot. They're always trying to solve that problem. That could be a part for them, right? They don't want to feel after it. They don't want to be present with it. They want to get through it. This is an uncomfortable feeling I'm feeling with you. I don't want to feel that. And so let's just see if we can solve your problem really quick and get out. I would have you slow down both with yourself or the person that you love when they're feeling this and just be present with it. Remember, the goal is to feel felt. Feel yourself. I often, I guess because I am a therapist, become my own therapist. When I really get dysregulated, I just sit myself down. There's a podcast, um, Shame Resilience, that you can re-listen to on this uh, Breaking Free podcast. It's one of my early podcasts where I give this experience. But I sit down and I hear myself and I'm curious about what happened to me and I don't shame myself and what happened for you and really just kind of act like that safe person for myself. And you know, maybe it's nice in my case if, you know, someone comes and asks me about it and I can feel that connection to others that helps reduce the shame for sure when someone's present with you um, with full acceptance too. But it's actually something you can do for yourself. And it's important to do that because that's what unlocks that part, unlocks that shame so we can move through it. Okay, the other way we do is hypo-dysregulate. Now, this is the one people often don't notice. These people go away. It's low emotion, body numbing, blunting, shutting down. It's a form of disassociation. I see this really often. You know, you're, you're talking to your teenager and they just go away. You know, you're talking to your friend and they're gone. Um, these people, this is actually takes longer to come back from. We need to learn how to bring feelings and sensations back online using our five senses. So this is really where body work is super important. Don't talk about it. Provide them nurturance and connection, but avoid asking questions. This is a bottom-up approach. When I say bottom-up, I mean you're going to start in the body and work your way up to the mind. Um, your, examples of this would be things like listening to music, um, going out into nature. I usually just start with uh, someone when they're just associated. Can you feel my hand on your shoulder? You know, um, can you notice, do you notice that picture in the room? You're just going to have them use their senses to get to connect. You know, can you notice the breath quality of your breath in and out? And you can do that with yourself, right? Just breathe. When I get hypo dysregulated, I just go in and try to connect with my breath and feel it in my body. I might turn on some music and listen to that or get a cold drink of water. These are all strategies I use, but I'm not going to force myself to talk about anything. It may take me a whole day, maybe two, to find my words, and that's okay. I'm going to just keep working through that, not shutting down, working through it, through it, through it until I'm able to talk about it. It's really important. Um, one last piece here, some people, when they have deep trauma, you know, their way of dealing with it is to go to a medical doctor and seek, seek a medication. Um, if you look at complex PTSD studies, doing that actually doesn't help the wound regulate within the first, you know, two or three months after a, a, a tra an acute trauma. We actually want to use these types of skills and not medicate 
although medication may be helpful at some point to help them regulate as they're doing their healing work, because again, it doesn't allow that memory to consolidate. We really want that person to be able to feel felt, even feel themselves, right? If you've had a, a trauma or you've lost a loved one and you're feeling grief, it's really important to create space to just feel that through that grief, right? Have people around you, have support systems. I hope that you, after listening to this podcast today, will have a little deeper understanding of why it's important to go inside, why it's important to slow down, feel felt of yourself, seek safe places and spaces and people and practices, right? Stillness practices that allow you to hear yourself, give compassion on your wound, um, unburden it, you know, give yourself the things that you didn't get back in that wounding. And then these parts can kind of move back take a back seat and stop having to manage your wound because you are. You unblend them and you become more your true and highest self. Um, if you want to learn more about this, um, look up internal family systems theory online. There's also some articles on Whole Women Link um, about these types of things under my name. If you look, you'll see I have some articles there. And um, I hope you will, like I said, go inside, feel yourselves, give yourself permission to process these things and untap the windows of your life, live in a more full, uh, complete version of yourself. This is my podcast for today. I hope that it helps serve someone. Um, I, I can say that I personally love this process with people. I love seeing that true self come forward and remove back to that young child they are. You know, it took me a really long time to realize that how I truly experienced joy. I, I thought that certain things I was doing was what who I was. And I think as I learned and how to heal in these ways, I, I discovered that I'm yellow. You know, I love nature. I love being outside. I, I, sometimes I don't want to serve. Sometimes I just, it's okay to say no, you know, you start to give yourself permission to be true. And I, I hope that for all of you, and I believe in that in all of you. And I look forward to the next time I can share with you.